Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 196, The Power of Kindness. It's January 26th, 2024. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and sometimes funny girl. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any capacity. There is no longer any music for my podcast intros or outros, as that is a way to include people who are hard of hearing or have some hearing loss. It is very difficult for someone with hearing loss to discern words when they are combined with music. I invite you to get my fellow podcasters and people creating uh, social media content to ditch music when combined with voice. That would be a way to be inclusionary. End of my non-musical intro. The power of kindness. Mm, I'm wondering where you are about this topic. This is a very interesting topic that was not on my list of podcasts to make like so many that I've made the last couple months. Before I break this apart for you, I invite you to visit my website and enter my giveaway. I'll be taking care of the prizes and notification of the winners sometime probably in March. My disclaimer, as I mentioned in the intro, this is not medical or therapy advice. I am not a licensed healthcare provider or therapist in any fashion. I do have currently transcripts on rss.com. They are not, in my opinion, a usable format. I've gotten some response from RSS on how to make them more usable. I think I'm gonna end up going with my IT guy and some other plugin or service, but at any rate, Later this year, the transcripts will get sorted out and fixed. If you are suicidal listening to this podcast right now, or life is too hard for you, or you feel hopeless, my request is that you call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or call or text 988. There is help available. My request is that you make the call or or send the text and get some help because I'd love for you to see that you could have a beautiful life if you got a little support and a little love. The power of kindness. Where are you as a human being on this topic? Is kindness difficult for you? Is kindness easy for you? Are you somewhere in between? For some people, it's difficult for them to be kind. And let's just call it what it is. That's just difficult for some people. And on the other hand, for some people, kindness is a natural expression of who they are as a human being. Regardless of where you are on the topic of kindness, which I do, I invite you to explore as you're listening to this podcast. I'm going to touch on some research about kindness, even though this is an age-old topic. The ancient writers, philosophers, it's in the Bible, it's in almost every religious, you know, doctrine that I looked at. Kindness 
is something that has some benefits and there's some a little downside so we're going to cover all of it what's interesting about the research though and i will give you suggestions at the end if kindness isn't your normal expression or your, or natural for you but if you look up kindness not in pubmed now there's stuff in pubmed but if you just google research on kindness one of the things that will pop up pretty pervasively is this book by Dr. Kelly Harding, MD. She also has a master's in public health, who is the author of The Rabbit Effect. Live longer, happier, and healthier with the groundbreaking science of kindness. So that's the title of her book. What she talks about in her book, that's a reference in the title of The Rabbit Effect, is Dr. Robert Neerham's lab research from 1978 with New Zealand white rabbits. The intention of Dr. Neerham's experiment in 1978 was to look at the relationship between a high fat diet and heart health. So they did this experiment with, with rabbits and <laughs> they what they found kind of shocked them and it took them a while to figure out, but there were a group of rabbits, there was a group of rabbits with far healthier blood vessels than the other control groups, which they couldn't explain initially. Eventually, they sorted it out and realized that the rabbits with the far healthier blood vessels were under the care of a particular post-doctoral doctoral student who treated the rabbits with love and patience when she was handling them. She petted them and she talked lovingly to them. Is this sounding familiar? Well, the rabbit experiment and Dr. Neer's work is brand new to me. However, if you're following along on my podcast, this might have a hint of familiarity. So in this research from Dr. Neerham's lab, love and TLC altered gene expression through microscopic epigenetic changes. There was a 60% reduction in the percentage of aortic surface area exhibiting sudanophilic lesions, even though serum cholesterol levels, heart rate, and blood pressure were comparable. The familiarity I'm referring to is the research from Marion Diamond, aka the mother of neuroplasticity of the brain, and her TLC experiment with the rats, which demonstrated that Handling the rats with love and TLC generated brain plant plasticity and the rats also lived 50% longer. So now we have different lab animals, different experiments with different intentions, providing that love or TLC has a dramatic impact on animals. To pile on, <laughs> I'm going to say that Dr. Bruce Lipton's research on the perception of love, which I cover in my podcast titled The Power of Your Mind, your brain, when there's a perception in your mind of love, this is the perception of love, your brain will change your blood chemistry to add oxytocin, dopamine, vasopressin, and a growth hormone, all of which, according to the research, are excellent for health, harmony, and a glowing body. Now, I don't particularly like the phrase a glowing body, it's not my job to change the language that's in the research. That's the language 
used in the research on Dr. Lipton's uh, research. So this is a very significant power of love and kindness. If we look at the religious context, first of all, over 70% of the world subscribes to some form or type of religion or religious beliefs or spiritual practices. You can find kindness referenced in almost all of them. I don't know about all of them. I checked several of them and yes, there are many references. So what are the negative impacts of kindness? Before I give you the overwhelming benefits for kindness, I think it's reasonable because we do like to present the truth here to look at both sides because it's not all or nothing. So negative possible, these are possible negative impacts of kindness. Number one, you could be used or exploited. Two, it could be expected then that kindness can change the dynamic of a relationship or situation to a negative when kindness then becomes expected as opposed to offered spontaneously or generously or out of the goodness of your heart where kindness then becomes demanded or expected. Three, it could be dangerous. With the wrong people, anything can be dangerous, but that includes kindness. Four, it could lead to exhaustion, especially if overdone or done without boundaries or done in a self-sacrificing way. Five, you could appear to some people to be weak, especially if the kindness is done without boundaries or if it's a self-sacrificing type of kindness. And six, you could set yourself up to attract takers, people who just want to take from you, which goes back to kind of the first one, which is being used or exploited. So there are some negatives. And if you establish boundaries, if you are not a people pleaser or you learn how to say no, uh, if you avoid situations with dangerous people. Now, some people you know are dangerous. Like, there are people you know who are probably very dangerous. You might not know they're dangerous, but you know you can take actions to avoid people who have bad intentions. So that's the downside of kindness according to what I looked at in the research. So what are the possible or potential benefits of kindness? Well, I have quite a list here. These again are potential or possible benefits for kindness. One, lowers stress. Two, lowers cortisol. Three, reduces inflammation. Four, reduces pains. And the research also said aches. Five, lowers blood pressure. Six, contributes to a sense of well-being. Seven, reduces feelings of isolation. Eight, it helps you keep things in perspective. Nine, it increases happiness. Ten, it can increase trust and acceptance in your relationships. Eleven, it increases oxytocin. Twelve, it may increase energy and strength feelings. Twelve, it provides the helper's high, according to Emory University. That's where the pleasure centers of the brain lights up when you're kind to others. 14, a boost in serotonin, which has an antidepressant effect for people. 15, it can help self-esteem. 16, it can improve your feeling of life satisfaction. 17, it can reduce anxiety and depression. 18, it can reduce feelings of distress. 19, it increases longevity. 20, increased confidence. 21, it looks like it's maybe preventive for illness. 22, it improves emotional well-being. 23, helps you be healthier overall, according to the research. 
14, 24, it increases positive perspectives. And 25 overall is positive for mental health. So that's a pretty good list of potential or possible benefits for you in the area of doing acts of kindness or being kind to other people. So the question becomes two questions. Why are people unkind? Well, I have to tell you, uh, I don't like repeating myself and I've got several podcasts that address people being mean or unkind. One of them is mean girls, mean guys. That'll lay all out why people are mean. Another podcast titled Smear Campaigns will give you information on a specific tactic, a tactic of abuse that's commonly used, actually. My podcast titled Triangulation, Gossip, and Flying Monkeys will also lay out when people are mean or unkind. Then I have several podcasts related to family dynamics, when families aren't nice to you or what have you. So I have lots of podcasts already in place to address why people can be unkind, mean, cruel, whatever. So there's just no need to repeat that. Those podcasts will support you if you want to know why people are mean or unkind. Now, the next question before I give you some suggestions is, what is your kindness score? What is your level of kindness? Well, who knows? I have no idea. Isn't that a good question? Are you genuinely, routinely, typically kind? Is it something that's a stretch for you? Or are you kind of hot and cold, kind or not kind, which could have to do with your emotional abilities because what we do see is when people are upset, it's typically difficult for them to be kind or generous. So you, listening to this podcast, can do your own self-assessment. Where do you stand with kindness? And if you're not sure, you can always reach out to other people for their input, which is not something everybody would do because some of you don't really want to know. Some of you know, some of you know. So if you wanted to boost your kindness and move towards it, now if kindness is your natural way of being, you don't need to listen to this podcast. If you have mean or other kind people, I'd go listen to the other podcasts because if you're already kind, I don't think you need a boost in that. For some people, literally, kindness is just who they are. If that's not you, my first suggestion is number one, start with yourself. Are you kind to yourself? If not, that is my strongest recommendation for where you could begin. That would include self-care, self-compassion, loving yourself, embracing and loving your imperfections. This is really a valuable place to start if you're not nice to yourself. We have more people who are unkind to themselves than are kind. So that would be my recommendation. And I do have podcasts on all the different pieces, self-care and self-compassion, loving yourself and all of that. I've got podcasts to support you. I would start with that. I would make that a goal. Now, number two, if kindness is not your typical go-to MO, my suggestion is that you set up a structure to support yourself because if it's not your thrown way, your natural way of being, you're, in my opinion, 
but do well to have some support. That could look like a list where you kind of make some notes to yourself. You could set up a little game with yourself where you have a, a goal of doing a little something kind every day. I don't know what it would look like for you to have a structure. But when you are seeking to change something in your personality or your way of being or a habit or practice, it's very valuable to have a structure to support you. If you can't think of any ways to be kind, well, first of all, I'm sure you could find a list of hundreds of things on the internet. But if you can't think of anything, you could always go to a nursing home or a rehab facility with a little bag of candy, pass out a piece of candy to each resident or the staff and residents. Like you could, you could literally do that and people would love it. They would, just some people would just love to have a visitor. You could always pick a worthwhile organization and start volunteering. We have a plethora of organizations, worthwhile charities, that would love to have you volunteer for them. You could just be giving people authentic compliments. I don't mean fake. We don't do fakeness. I, I abhor fakeness. But a genuine compliment. Like there's so many ways you could bring acts of kindness into your life. You don't have to go spend a half an hour. This does not have to be, don't have this be drudgery or labor, or boring or laborious. I mean, you can have it be however you want. I'm just not a fan of boring or drudgery or hard, you know, like life is too hard for that. But stay the course. If this is your natural expression or you want to boost your level of kindness based on all the benefits, look at how you can do that. I don't know how you can do that, but it will probably likely mean some changes, so have a structure. Number three, do not forget that the people you love and care about who are already in your life could use a little, I'm calling it, quote unquote, a love tap from you. That could be a card, it could be a phone call, it could be a text message, it could be something as simple as, hey, I'm thinking about you, how are you? You know, it, kindness doesn't have to be with strangers. I think, I think people have it kind of collapsed that kindness has to do with strangers or people that aren't in your inner circle. No, bring kindness to the people in your inner circle. They could use encouragement. They could use a little love. They could use a little affection. So there's a good place for you to start. And of course, if you don't have enough people in your life, that would be normal. You're, you're normal. I'm telling you that's normal. You can listen to my podcast about making friends because having a sufficient number of social connections and spending time with them, in other words, dealing with feelings of loneliness and isolation are tremendously beneficial to your physical health. Of course, it's beneficial to your mental and emotional health. So it doesn't have to be a stranger. Number four, do not engage in gossip, good or bad. I know some people do not think good gossip is like bad. Like if you're just going to say nice things about people, gossip is not something you need to engage in. And I, I don't recommend it. And of course, if you can't say anything nice or kind 
about someone or something well we have the old adage if you can't say anything nice dot 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 zip it that's my suggestion number five build the muscles of patience what i see in the world is when people are unkind now i'm not talking about people who are mean and cruel and there's there's other motives and underlying factors in that as i talk about in the other podcast i mentioned but sometimes people have an emotional reaction and they're in the grocery line or they're driving or they're at a checkout line somewhere and they they're not kind they're usually maybe they're usually kind but they're not patient and patience is a good foundation for helping you to be more kind in life if patience isn't your strong suit or your strength, I do have a podcast about patience that might help you build those muscles. My next suggestion, number six, is to learn to manage and process your emotions. To help you do that, I have a free emotional processing workbook on my website, completely free. You do not have to register to get it. You can just simply go to my website. On the website, it's on the right-hand side below the Newsweek logo. On the mobile app, it's at the bottom below the Newsweek logo. It's completely free. You click on it, download it. You can print it out. It's about 30 pages. This will change every area of your life without question forever if you get to work on building these skills. I cannot emphasize this enough. If we taught these skills, and when I say my workbook, I'm talking about my workbook because what I deal with in my workbook is what happens in your mind. What you'll find on the internet, at least last I checked, is things to do outside of your mind. Punch a pillow, rip up a paper, draw a picture, cry, call a friend. Those are not bad things to do, but they're not the process that happens in your mind. They're two very different things. I'm not belittling or dismissing or demeaning in any capacity, punching a pillow, crying, calling a friend. No, those things are all fine. Ultimately though, what we know from the research is the emotions that you do not process, manage or process in your mind, they stay there and they lay in wait. They will lay in wait till the day that you deal with them and sometimes they will explode. Of course, we also know from psychoneuroimmunology and trauma research that think emotions you don't deal with can show up as a physical symptom of an illness or can be disease permissive. So there's all kinds of reasons why it would be good for you to learn those skills. Uh, that's number six. Number seven, grow self-awareness. One of the foundations of emotional skills and abilities and emotional intelligence is being self-aware. One of the things, in my humble opinion, that interrupts or thwarts kindness is when people are being righteous, judgmental, critical, condemning others. So check yourself, which by the way, I have owned in many podcasts that I can be righteous, judgmental, critical, a know-it-all, opinionated. I own that. And I'm sure there are some little moments in my podcast where you can hear me being judgmental, righteous, a know-it-all, and critical. I mean, because there's some topics that make me so mad. 
I, I, because they're so morally wrong and people are dying over it and whatnot that that I I that surfaces. But this will stop self lack of self awareness will stop areas of kindness or stop you being kind. In in my experience, number eight, love and affection. Actually, love is the basis for kindness. Kindness springs from love. My suggestion is be love. Have love be your home base. Have love be your operating position, the position you operate from. Have being love be who you are. Now, this can be platonic. It doesn't have to be romantic. You could have both. Like I have no skin in the game about whether the love and affection you have in your life is simply platonic or romantic or both. That makes no difference to me. I know what I'm going for, but you go for what you want. But make love and affection a predominant area that is in your life every day. That will help you with kindness and it really is the basis for kindness. Number nine, an abundance mentality will help you with kindness. The opposite, basically, of an abundance mentality is a scarcity mentality. What I see happening in life is that people who operate from a scarcity mentality as opposed to abundance, sometimes they will withhold giving compliments or praise because they're coming from scarcity. It's a completely different mindset to come from abundance. There's enough for everyone, people, at least in my view, because I do come from abundance. There's enough love, there's enough affection, there's enough resources, there's enough of everything for everyone from an abundance viewpoint. And a scarcity mindset or mentality is extremely likely to thwart, reduce, or or hamper kindness. Number 10. So there's lots of different ways to boost your muscles for kindness. And one of them, one of them, one of my, the last one and one of my favorite ones is you could just simply dive right in and revamp your whole life to make it beautiful and amazing. I mean, you could. You could just say to yourself, you know what? I could, I could boost my kindness. I really could. And while I'm at it, why don't I go for love and affection? Why don't I go for this magnificent, beautiful, amazing life? Why not? Well, you could. The reason why people don't, I was just talking to a, a young man about this yesterday, is people aren't supported in that. If you went for this beautiful, amazing life with your, your dream life, well, first of all, people would look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> they would... That people would be angry, you'd get haters, you'd like all but why not? If you're gonna boost kindness, you could go for the whole enchilada. You could go for like this amazing life where you have this pinch me, pinch me, is this my life feeling? Because that's what I want for you. That is my end game for you, that you are happy, you are healthy, you are well loved. So while you're boosting kindness, you could you could you could fall right into all the growth and development content that I have and, and let me help you. I do love you. I know life is hard. Kindness will help you along the way. You just have to be a little careful. So I love you. Hang in there. That's it for now.
I'm Lisa Lundy with my non-musical outro saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 196, The Power of Kindness. I certainly hope if kindness isn't your MO, if kindness is a little stretch for you, that you might make take some actions to bring kindness into your life because there's obviously amazing benefits. Please share this podcast on social media because I would love to see a world where people are kinder, gentler, and more loving. That's it for now. I do love you.